Welcome, you're listening to the Spa Business Mastery Podcast, a place for team and solo spa owners to learn how to scale their business growth and impact by implementing thriving systems and strong leadership. Hi, my name is Kirsten Foss, and over the past 25 years, I've been an esthetician, spa owner, and business and marketing strategist to help you plant the seeds of success needed to cultivate a truly bountiful spa business. And today we have Delia, uh, our spa marketing director here at Kirsten Foss Coaching and Virtual Spa Business Management. And over the past few months, we have been talking about spa events and in particularly how to launch a spa event. Because as we know, Delia, both of us have been in the spa industry for a very long time. And while events are very common, especially like twice a year events, you know, one in the spring, one in the fall. Uh, we noticed that the spa industry is not doing them as efficiently and profitably as they could be. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really, it's a big, uh, there's a lot of moving parts in, uh, in an event. And the, if you haven't been listening to our podcast the past couple of months, the reason why we're talking about hosting uh, spa events is because we are now launch a uh, certified launch managers for doing online launching for events. Um, and so um, Delia, I wanted to make sure Delia was coming on talking about events in particular over the, over the summer, because we know that um, in the fall, when you are planning to host your event, a lot of times you are not giving yourself enough time to execute it as effectively as you can. So Delia, why don't we start with, um, if you could share what, what exactly do events do for spas? Because I think sometimes some spa owners, especially new spa owners, they just see what other spas are doing and they kind of follow follow that without really knowing why they're doing something they kind of think they know but let's let's get super clear about what is the goal of a spa event yeah uh, definitely and I think that's very very typical as well too you watch what somebody else has done and and you think okay let's you know turn this into into our own but again there's there's so many um pieces and and a lot of potential opportunity when you do host an event and so one of the biggest things is it's a way for new people to hear about what you do. Uh, it brings you new eyeballs into your business as well. Um, so especially if you are a new, a new spa, getting new clients is definitely, you know, priority for the most part. So um, I just, I just want to pause you for a second, because I think what we also need to be clear about is a lot of times spas are hosting events for their existing clients. Yeah. And they're missing a huge, huge opportunity mm -hmm. to start looping in new eyeballs yeah. and new business. So that's what you're talking about is that opportunity to get new people coming in to yeah. your event. Yeah, along with your regular clientele. And I mean, this could even just be them bringing a friend with them, right? So, um, so as far as events go, that's one of the biggest, the biggest reasons that, you know, event, your event can be successful is to have new eyeballs in your biz. Um, the other part is, um, you know, to raise awareness, to learn about what you sell, or if you've got a new product that you've uh, brought in or a new service, um, it's a great way to um, offer solutions to your client's pain points. And um, in a really big way, like a really big, splashy way. In a big, splashy, in an exciting way, right? So this is where you're, 
you're kind of pumping them up to be excited about what you've got for them coming up in, in, in the you know, event, uh, coming up in store for them. So, it, and especially if you're doing it seasonality as well too, um, seasonally you're doing it, uh, clients are, are waiting for the new things to come in. So they get excited about that kind of thing. Um, and the other way is it's a great, and you know, we're, we're kind of in a virtual world right now. So a lot of the events have typically been in person, um, but we're also shifting over to online events. So even when everything um, starts going back to, you know, pretty much normal, you can still have online events. You can still have in-person events, but it's a great way um, for your clients to buy what you have, but in a fun way. It's fun, interactive. Again, it solves their problem. Um, and then it further develops your authority um, on your expertise on a topic and it deepens their trust. So you're providing that, that value for them. You're, you're filling the gaps in the things that, that they need. You're being the expert on the topic. You're speaking, you're presenting. Um, and again, they're, they're buying into, into your expertise. Um, and you're also creating personal connections and you're nurturing uh, future client relationships as well yeah. too. So. And like, so it's not like, you know, I think a lot of times uh, spa owners, even if you are out of the treatment room, mm -hmm. the primary place where these, your relationships are developing are happening in a treatment room one-to-one. Exactly. -one. Yeah. So what events also do is kind of allow you to, um, to share, to, to just, engage in more of a one-to-many to get out of that one-to-one -one treatment room. Um, yes, exactly. And, you know, the other piece of that as well, too, it, it's everybody's, uh, you know, stage through your, your spa sales funnel is going to be different. So while you might have people show up to the event who know you, um, already trust you, have already purchased from you, um, you know, those are likely going to be the ones that, that you're going to get um, more of those purchases out of. But the other piece to that as well, too, is even if somebody doesn't buy from you during your event, you're still creating those personal connections. And again, that will help you uh, really solidify any, any future events as well, too. So they're going to remember that you had this great event, they had a lot of fun, um, and they're interested in, in a new relationship with you, whether that be coming to your next event, uh, coming into your spa for more treatments, referring other clients as well, too. And the other part to this is, as you just said, Kirsten, you know, we're used to being in the treatment room one-on-one. -on -one. It creates another revenue stream uh, for you outside of the treatment room as well. So you don't always have to be in, in it. <laughs> you yeah. can be outside of the treatment room and doing something else that, that you enjoy as well too. And maybe isn't so physically demanding on your, on your body. It gives you a little bit of break, but you still get to have that interaction, uh, meet new people, host an enjoyable event. And um, yeah, so those would be, I'd say, some of the main goals of, um, you know, how, what the event goals would be and what they can do for, for you and your business. Um, the piece I think that comes with that is, you know, the next step in that is that um, you need to make sure that you have a strategic launch timeline and you need to have specific actions uh, that are happening within specific weeks leading up to your leading up to your launch. So, and so, and then, and this is where, this is where our, our launch manager certification for, for us came in right. because, and this is where I'm circling back at to the, you know, the beginning of this conversation of 
you know, we often in the spa industry use events as a customer appreciation kind yeah. of goal primarily, but there is so much, there are so many other goals and, you know, really important ones like, like a, a, being it a, a, a separate revenue stream that happens, yeah. you know, twice a year, year, or maybe you have twice a year in-person events, and then you have twice a year online events so that you can, um, you can capture more consumers, eyeballs, sales from outside your location. And I think the biggest piece that we, like both Delia and I want our spa owners uh, in the spa industry to hear is that the online coaching industry is, we can take, uh, we can take a piece out of the online coaching industry in terms of launching events because the online coaching industry has been doing this for quite a long time. Um, and they have the whole model of, you know, one, one person online doing a webinar or some sort of education to many people and then offering some sort of sales opportunity at the end of that event. And with the online coaching industry, those sales can, are exponential. They are huge. They are sales that the spa industry would be like, Oh my God, is that possible? <laughs> and so this is why Delia and I took our launch manager certification so that we could bring what the coaching industry knows about doing event launches and bring it over to our industry so that we can maximize our event launches in a way more powerful way um, in terms of you know, engagement with our clients, but also with, with revenues. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think the other part to that as well, too, is that, you know, oftentimes uh, we have events, we throw events and, you know, we think that they work OK, um, but it's also very overwhelming to put it all together as totally. well. Right. So there's that overwhelm piece and, you know, really having that strategic launch timeline with specific actions happening in specific weeks leading up to your event helps to uh, get you organized and get you structured properly so that it can take a lot of that overwhelm away for you. Absolutely. And I think a lot of that comes from just kind of frantically trying to put it all together and thinking that, you know, you know what you know. So putting, and maybe you've watched how other launches um, or events have gone and you're following suit with, you know, another spa that you've uh, maybe worked for or went to or know about. And so just having, having a plan for it um, really helps to A, maximize your potential for your for your next event and take a lot of that um, overwhelm away. Absolutely, absolutely. And mm -hmm. so um, Delia, what I want you to share with our listeners now is like the first thing, I'll, I'll start with the first point and that is um, if you are planning a, an event for the fall, yeah. say October, November, that we want you to start thinking about what your goals are for that event. Mm -hmm. And, but more importantly, what we want you to recognize is that you absolutely need to put your project manager hat on at this point. If you're, if you are planning on um, hosting an event, project manager hat on like right now. And right now is more kind of thinking about what your goals are. But what Delia wants to share with you next is, is an example of the timeline that you need to, um, to get all of the things done that needs to happen in a launch done. 
so that you're not getting to that two weeks before the the event and you're you're just starting at that point because that is a huge recipe for a, a, like a, a bucket load of stress not maximizing your results of the actual event, getting your team all organized and their knickers in a twist if they don't understand what's happening because you're a hot mess. So Delia, why don't you um, now start in and share with us, share with them kind of what, kind of a frame up the timeline that they want to be and the tasks that they need to be doing. They need to be doing, sure. Uh, Typically uh, for a successful event, and we definitely recommend this and that you're not planning it two weeks ahead. I, I mentioned in the last podcast when we when we spoke that I've been to events where we threw it together in a week and we had no shows. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. Um, you know, we had blocked off the whole entire day, so we weren't making any money in the spa whatsoever, and nobody showed up. We did not give it enough thought. We didn't give it enough time, and we also didn't give it enough time to nurture. Um, you know, those clients through email marketing, uh, social media posts and whatnot, leading up to the event, it's just not enough time to be able to get the event to where you need it to be and to make it successful. So your first five weeks uh, of your event prep is um, you've got your strategy, you've got your decision-making about the event. So that's the, you know, who, what, when, where, and why. Um, you're going to be writing copy. You've got sales page copy. You've got uh, email marketing copy. Social, and, social media copy. <laughs> copy exactly. Um, then you've got, you know, some designing that you're going to have to do as well too, because you're you're going to want different types of templates on your social media. They come in different sizes. Um, you need to have a. Uh, a, a very um, clear sales page as well, too, that walks everybody through, you know, that, what the event is all about. I think that's going to be a bit surprising for most spa owners in terms mm-hmm. of needing uh, a sales page for your event, because I'm not sure I've actually ever seen a spa have a kind of an official sales page for their event. Normally, right. what I see is that there's uh, some emails that go out. Um, there is a like maybe a shelf talker in the spa hat like somewhere a couple of places and then they're verbally telling people um but okay. there's not this is and this is exactly what i'm talking about in terms of taking a page from the coaching industry mm-hmm. having a sales page is that one page where people can read the features the benefits their te- your testimonials um you're going to really uh, highlight their pain points, the client's pain points and what it can be like. And so that sales page is super powerful in the coaching industry because that's that's how you convert interested eyeballs online into um, really a warm audience for you that wants to listen to you at an event. Yeah, definitely. So that, that sales page design, the whole sales page concept, I think is going to be new for spa owners. Yeah, I can't say that I've uh, seen one either, other than the ones that, that we've done ourselves. But um, yeah, so there's there's design, there's writing, and then you've got to you know upload all those emails that you've written. Um, you've got to go through scheduling sequence. You need to map out what that looks like. So typically um, with an event, your your launch that you're doing, you're writing you know seven to ten emails pre-launch, and mm-hmm. then emails uh, after the launch as well too to you know whether you've got replays that you're that you're sending or you know reminders for event only uh, promotions that you've got on um, that type of thing so you've got to think about all those pieces that as you're as 
you're walking your client through kind of a journey to get them where you want them to be. Um, and you'd already mentioned uh, creating the social media. So you've got your social media content and you've also got your social media graphics that are specific to your event as well too. And then you've got to make sure that you, there's like a testing period. <laughs> so you want to make sure that when you're sending things out that everything works, right? It would be, um, you know, it does happen. And so you have to be prepared to, you know, act quick and, and make some shifts if there's broken links and whatnot, but you want to do all your testing, just to make sure that the initial testing. So, so we, we call this tweak week. Week, week, exactly. <laughs> we make tweaks if, if we have any shifts that we need to do. We also pay attention to the to the messaging and you know how that messaging is working. And so sometimes there's some shifts in in what we're saying if we're finding that you know maybe we're getting a little bit stuck um, on conversions, right? So maybe maybe some of that copy that you've written on your sales page needs to be tweaked just a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, are you regularly? We talked about this last time. Are you regularly emailing? your clients on a regular basis through, you know, your, your monthly newsletters, because you can't just go and blast your clients with a whole <laughs> bunch of emails. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I've not been sending email newsletters once a month at least. And then all of a sudden you blast out seven emails pre-event. Yeah. You're it's just going to be wondering what the heck is going on because you haven't warmed them up properly. And they're just going to come out of the blue. And why all of a sudden would they be interested if you haven't been interested in sending them yeah. prior, right? So if you aren't doing email marketing on a regular basis, at least once a month, then uh, your, your event plan uh, timeline needs to extend just a little bit because you need at least a month um, of list building of email marketing um, to be able to warm up that audience. Or if you need more people on your email list as well too. And, so there's and, and then what you're talking about with that is, um, that's having an opt-in. Um, and actually I saw, uh, Maxine's email just came through this morning with her content. Uh, and I was talking about email marketing and, uh, in particular, how to get more, uh, it was, it was about list, list building. Um, and she was talking about, um, how to build an opt-in. So that's, that's definitely, you know, if, if you are wanting to host an event, you don't do any email marketing, um, looking at list building techniques uh, is something that you want to look into to get started on. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So, okay, so yeah. so that's the first those five the weeks. Five, those are the first five weeks is really where your focus uh, should be. So you got to figure out what it is that your strategy is, the who, what, when, where, why, how, and then uh, all the all the elements that go into uh, creating. Mm -hmm. And then week six is when the actual event happens. Right. So that's your sales event. So it's not, um, that's when everything starts going out. So now you've prepped all your emails, you've prepped all your social media. And now this is the, the start of, it's the starting launch of your event. And um, so it's a launch period uh, that builds up to your event. Uh, and that's more opportunity for you to sell and serve as well too. All right. And then we have, um, and then you have your event. And then we don't want to forget like a really big piece is, is after the event happens. So you have, um, a lot of times with spas, their events, it's the, that night or that day, and then that's it. But we definitely recommend having an open cart, you mm -hmm. know, whether you're in spa or you're doing this online so that there's a, there's a bit of time for uh, residual sales. Um, and then the last bits are just, those are just about debriefing, aren't they? Mm -hmm. 
yeah, usually um, once your event's open, your cart is closed. Typically, you know, you leave the cart open, um, meaning that any any sales or or um, special VIP promos that you've had on that day, exclusive to um, those who attended your event only, those are those were those after emails that we were talking about. Um, it just gives them more time because again, not everybody's ready to buy right then and there, and so you're still nurturing um, that relationship after your event as well too. Maybe they need a little bit of time to you know think about it. So. Um, so then you want to know how did it all work? So at the end of your, at the end of your sales event, um, you've got to go through a debrief and data analysis, mm -hmm. um, because if you don't know how well you did, then how well, how can you, you know, make, make any improvements or, you know, set any benchmarks for your future events, right? Especially if you've never had an event before, whether it be online or in spa, you need to have. You know, there's there's uh, kind of standard conversion rates that you should be um, hitting um, based on your list size and an audience size and whatnot. But if you haven't ever done this before, then you need kind of a benchmark to start from so that you know where you can go to and continue Absolutely. to scale and increase for next time. So yeah, and I, know, I know that spas are spa owners don't love metrics, but you know what we want to make sure well, that you understand is if you don't track your metrics, how do you know? what to improve the next time. Exactly. So this is all about, you know, data analysis and debriefing is all about what worked, you know, what could be done better um, so that next time we do this event and launching, you know, we're not repeating the same mistakes over and over again. So that every launch, you know, gets a little more optimized, optimized until you've got this really nice, you know, smooth running launch plan that you know works. Yeah. And the other, the other piece, if you've got a team as well, too, is you want to debrief with your team because, mm. you know, if you're running an in-spa in event or an online event, and if you're doing it online, then, you know, maybe you've got one of your team members acting as the admin um, on the back end, uh, looking at, you know, anything in the, in the chat box, um, making sure that everybody's, you know, getting in and, and whatnot, there's no glitches so that you can just focus on, on running your event. And same within spa, you know, you've got, if you have a team, you've got different areas where you've, you've kind of spaced out your team members to be able to, you know, work at different stations if you've got things set up like that. And so you may not be able to see everything um, clearly through your own eyes because you're busy, um, you know, interacting with your clients or you're hosting, you know, the main, the main piece. You know what the event is like, it's like, you're in a bit of this, like, exactly. You're kind of in this fog. <laughs> your shoulders are up here and, and, you know, but you're getting through it. Right. And so debriefing, you know, not only helps you to track what your sales were and what your conversions were, but it also gives, um, you know, the team members to be able to give you some insight as to what they saw as well, too. And uh, on top of that is when you brought them into the mix of having those conversations is now you're getting more, more collaboration and more buy-in from your team so that when you do future events, they've, they've also had a bit of a, you know, piece of, yeah. piece of pie skin in the game as well, too, and they feel included in it as well. So, um, and again, just, you know, finding things out that maybe you didn't, you didn't see and having that collaboration to Absolutely. figure out how it would work better next time. Absolutely. Yeah. Team feedback is so critical because as a spa owner, we also have, a, we have a bit of the rosy colored glasses on all the time. We're always right. hoping for what we want to see. Um, and our team members are really good at seeing what actually is happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, whether you're kind of, we're just so busy in the event and if you're doing an online event, you're just focused on presenting and that's all you should be focusing on. 
And so you, you won't necessarily see what's happening in the chat or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's so important for us to, as leaders to um, have that debrief with our team. So, you know, we can do things, we can do things better that time. All right, so that we wanted to make sure that you understand how long a, you know, how long a launch period is and what, you know, the kind of the generalities of, that need to be in a launch period. So that, you know, yes, it's summer and yes, fall seems a really long ways away, but we all know time marches on very quickly. And the next thing you know, we're going to be into September and mm -hmm. By September, you absolutely have to, you need to be rolling on the launch plan, <laughs> right? not just getting started on it, but, you know, like in the actual project, things are, uh, tasks are, um, you know, they're assigned, there's due dates, there's deliverables and things are happening. Mm -hmm. So um, we hope that you are enjoying our, the information that we are sharing about um, spa events and spa launches. Um, we don't see a lot of this topic in, in the spa industry, and we just are so excited about, we're so excited about where digital, um, what, how would you put this, digital exposure is going for the spa industry. And you might have heard me say this before in other podcasts, but uh, that COVID actually accelerated e-commerce by five years five years in one year it accelerated by five years and the spa industry we've been behind like for a while <laughs> and it wasn't until covid that a lot of spas finally got their butts in gear and actually created an e-commerce site so what we want you to hear is that digital marketing and digital business is now for spas you're in it <laughs> The opportunity has always been here, but you now over the past year, you know, 15 months have seen how it can work. So we want to make sure that you know that there's these opportunities that you can mimic what other industries are doing online so that we as a spa industry, we can take a bigger piece of this, this pie that has, it's not really being utilized at all. Like, it's not, not even by big brands. It's no, it's not. And, you know, we have um, quite a few digital marketing clients as well, too, who have made, have, you know, because of COVID have, have made that shift into whether it be, you know, getting their e-commerce up or hosting virtual events or virtual skin, um, you know, consultations or, or treatments. And, you know, it, I know that it feels different and foreign um, to be, you know, getting on camera and, and whatnot. But I mean, the ones that have done it and have stuck to it have done exceptionally well. And it is what has gotten them through. Yeah. And, and not only just, and not and even just, and, and not even <laughs> just kind of drag them through, but like one of our clients, she, her accountant, like, and she was closed. I don't even know how many months her accountant was like, holy doodle, you did $88,000 this year. Yeah. And you were closed and, a lot of it for COVID. And, but, and she loved it and her clients loved it and she's going to, so it's not ending just because her spa is back open. She's keeping that opportunity open because she's meeting her consumers where they want to be as well too. So 
um, you know, it's worked for so many people, uh, not just spot owners, it works for the clients as well, mm -hmm. too. So you have to think about that, that, you know, yeah. this is what they want as well. Yes, they still want to come in. Absolutely. Um, but they're more than happy to, to um, be in the digital. Party. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, that, you know, I, when I say, um, you know, e-commerce has, you know, kind of moved forward by five years, that's based on what the consumers Yes. That's based on consumer yeah, behavior. Mm -hmm. They want digital options. Mm -hmm. um, think about all the, you know, the skin therapists, especially like what a freaking huge opportunity this year was for them. Yeah. You know, our yes. industry has been asking, begging, how can I work less in the treatment room? I'm exhausted. How do I be a skin coach? Only a skin coach. How do I, you know, how do I trans? This was the year to do that. And so much well, opportunity with it. And, you know, talking about how do I work less? And so, yes, you might be looking, okay, I've got to spend, you know, five weeks putting all this together. But once you've developed that, then you have templates for everything yeah. as well, too. So, mm -hmm. you know, you've already, you've done a lot of the legwork already. Uh, future events, you would just need to, um, you know, tweak certain certain areas and, and different copy and, and imagery and stuff like that. But you've already got your foundation laid out. Yeah. Right. So you don't have to reinvent yourself up to work less, work smarter, not harder, being able to take some time out of the treatment room and not run around like exactly you know, like frenzy. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, I also, you know, I think we do need to speak to this, the spas and med spas who do events and that have events that run fairly well and make them, you know, fairly good money. When you take that and layer on an actual launch plan that's very organized, very structured, um, very systematized, and that you've got a launch manager who is running the show, that, you know, that allows the spa, the spa and med spa owner and the managers, um, it lifts out a huge amount of time and effort. So, you know, this isn't just for like, if you're, you know, you've tried events and they flopped, this is also for optimizing what you are already doing with your, your spa and med spa events. Yeah. And I mean, with us as, as launch managers, I mean, we're very systemized and, you know, it just, it makes the day yeah. <laughs> so, much, so much better. Um, but, you know, we didn't get into it at all, but we use a launch plan. So we actually, you know, it takes a little bit of time to construct it all together. We put due dates, we put assignees to it and, and whatnot. So we have, um, you know, we've gathered all of that information and we put it together in an actual, you know, workable plan as well too. So that we keep everything on track and in order. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So um, that's it for us today. If you if you are planning on having a spa event in the fall, and we're, we're kind of hoping that this is good timing for you, maybe you've got a little bit of time in the summer to uh, do some, you know, kind of big picture thinking about your event and strategizing. Um, but if you know that you want some help with this, and you want somebody to be your launch manager and to do all this work for you, that's what we're here for. So just send us, uh, depending on where you're listening from, um, if you are listening to us via podcast, you can send uh, me an email at Kirsten at KirstenFoss.com um, or you can catch us on any of our social platforms by sending us a DM. That's Kirsten underscore Foss on Instagram and Kirsten Foss Coaching on uh, Facebook and YouTube. There's a YouTube as well. Awesome. awesome. Okay, thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks.